Hello, you guys. Happy Monday. Welcome back to the podcast. Patricia, I feel like it's been a minute. Even though like I saw you a week ago, legitimately, <laughs> I feel like it's been a minute since we've caught up. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, I feel like I saw you, but I didn't really see you. Like, we didn't have any one-on-one time. Yes. At all. But it feels like it's been like three weeks since we've really caught up. That's honestly the way that I feel like with my life in general right now. I feel like it's been three weeks of madness. Chaos. Chaos. Yes. Yeah. Well, our Penta co-host here, because we are now hosting a five. Atticus is snoring. And Heck Poppy yeah, is. is like making an appearance because I hear her back there. Hopefully I can do a good job of editing it out because I edited it out. Fancy's panting on the last one. Yeah, she like just woke up from her nap and is like ready to go, ready to party. And I'm like, now is not the time. So I, I like wish I had one of those pens, you know, that I could just like put mm-hmm. her in and she could like play in there by herself. But I did, I removed like the separation in her crate. So she has the full crate and I put like a bone in there and a rope toy and... She loves antlers, so she's chewing on an antler right now, which is very loud. Well, that's good. She's entertained and confined, which is what you need yes. right now. Yes, exactly. And then we'll have, like, playtime after this. She'll get her last meal of the day. She Can I tell you, Patricia? Okay, for one, you know our brothers. Like, training, mm-hmm. she's so good. Yeah, I believe it. It's fancy, it's insane. like, what? Give me treats, too. Yeah, well, so I had to do, like, their feedings at the same time because, like, Poppy doesn't know yet to, like, leave Fancy alone when she's eating. So she, like, immediately beelines for Fancy's food. So Mm. I'm, like, I have to train her to not do that. Um, But she has, like, sit down, shake. Shake sometimes she's, like, eh, not too great with. Um, But, like, she's learning weight. That's her, like, stay. She's learning Mm -hmm. that. Um, But she's, like, getting so good at all this stuff that I'm, like, okay, let's keep moving. Keep going. She's trying to bite her crate right now. This is going to be a hilarious episode. I am so sorry. We are adjusting to new parent life over here. (laughs) Catherine didn't get maternity leave for her new puppy, so. I did not. Oh, oh, fun fact, though. Um, The little babe and this puppy are born, like, within essentially the same week. I'm dubbing Mm -hmm. her birthday six days after his birthday. Love it. So, okay. I love that. Awesome. Yeah, same week. Yeah. Beautiful blessings in our lives. Yes. Love to see it. Love to see it. Yeah. And now, because I feel like we walk through a lot of phases of life together. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're walking through a phase of life together. I know, because when we immediately started talking, you were like, oh, she just took a nap, but it wasn't long enough, but she was awake for this long. I was like, you're literally living my life of like nap schedules and wake windows, like just with the mm-hmm. dog. It's fine. But yours yeah. will eventually, yours will go to the bathroom without you much sooner than mine. Oh, much sooner. She's already pretty good with going outside, although, like, legitimately within 10 minutes, she, like, had to pee three times. You know, like, she's got the smallest bladder in the world. I think mine might be smaller. Maybe. Maybe. But it's also, like, a new home. She's adjusting. Yeah. She's adjusting. Yeah. So. Exactly. Anyways, Patricia, extremely important question. Mm Mm-hmm. How did the dance go? Oh my gosh. Well, I sent you a video, so I'm interested to hear like your thoughts on how it went, but I thought we like crushed it. Um, yeah, you did. Yeah, I feel really good about it. I was nervous, but I was like, I got this. And we did practice. Like we were able to get into like the ballroom where the Sangeet was being held. 
uh, before everybody like got there and like while we were getting ready, like kind of in like pre-photos. And so we did like a little run through with music. And I think that helped because we were like on stage. It was basically like dress yeah. rehearsal. So yeah, that was great. But yeah, I mean, what were your thoughts when you saw it? Were you impressed? You guys looked good, but also like you showed me the dances. I knew how long it was, but like seeing it all put together, I was like, this is a long thing to memorize. Like yeah. I'm very impressed by your memorization skills. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. That I, that was not easy. I think it was a month and a half of like daily nap time practices. Like when he would go down for a nap, I would spend at least five to 10 minutes like practicing every day. Yeah. Yeah. Worth it. Paid worth off. it. Worth it. Crushed <laughs> it. Yeah. Wow. And then one final update. I know you sent me a picture of it, but I didn't even look at it because oh, I've yes. been so busy. What? Okay. So what she's referring to is the patio and fire pit. Okay. So it was – well, it's not totally finished. They still need a sand in between the stone. Um, oh, okay. But today we went and got like the pine straw. Hi, Poppy. <laughs> Today we went and got the pine straw and like some trees and bushes and like um, hosta to grow mm-hmm. back there to add like additional like privacy from our neighbors and stuff. But yeah, because it's been raining the past few days. So the ground was like super wet and damp to like dig up to like plant that stuff. So I mean, we're so excited. I ordered chairs as well. So furniture is ordered and it should be coming soon. And on top of like ordering chairs for adults, I also ordered the babe his own little chair too. <gasps> really? Yes, I'm so excited. Poppy's so uninterested. Poppy, <laughs> quiet on set. Quiet on set. <laughs> Act professional, Poppy. Jeez. <laughs> Pentaco host is about to be kicked out of the group over here. She's not getting a raise, that's for sure. <laughs> I don't know what to do with her. I'm like, do I put her in another room? I don't know. She'll like quiet down, you know? Yeah, but if you put her in a, like, do you have a, you don't, your house isn't good for like gates. No, exactly. But I'm like, do I put the crate in another room is what I'm thinking. That might almost be the move so then she can't see me. Okay. Let me actually do that Brief intermission. At least we'll be quieter. (laughs) Okay. Brief intermission. I swear, catch her in like a few episodes and she'll be perfectly podcast trained. But as of right now, it's Not just yet. a little bit of a mess. A well, I think too, mess. like she could just see you and she could see Fancy cuddle with you and it's like, wait. Yeah. And that's why like when she was taking a nap earlier, I tried to have her crate in the living room and then I walked by her and she immediately woke up. But I don't have like a good room. Like Christopher at his house, they put her in the office so then they can just like close the door and then she like has – no, not like memory, but like she doesn't like see everyone, you know? She's not like FOMO. We're here. I feel like I don't have a good spot that's like, just this is your space. Just chill out. Don't see me. Just go to sleep. It's fine. Short of like your office spot. Yeah. You just need like, it's literally like a baby. You need like white noise and blackout curtains and. Uh huh. Yeah, it's fine. She'll calm down eventually. I don't know. Oh my gosh, wait. I am a hot mess of a podcast host today. My computer is about to die. I'm so sorry, you guys. I swear. <laughs> this new mom life is just ridiculous. Have you showered? <laughs> I did shower today. Oh, okay. Got you got that luck. I wonder too, because usually I have like so many things to plug into my computer. And I was like, I feel like I don't have all of my things. That's because why. I'm not charging right now. 
There we go. Okay. Georgia, anything else of a life update for you? I mean, honestly, just so much. The little babe is, like, rolling. Like, full out, just rolling. Like, literally, I woke up this morning to him just, like, laying there, like, doing tummy time, looking over at me like, hey, mom, what's up? I'm just on my stomach now. And I was like, oh, okay. Not alarming. Um, So there's that. (laughs) What else? There's, like, 85 million things. Yeah, the fire pit. Just, yeah. I mean, yeah, life. That's why I feel like we haven't talked in forever. Like we've talked, but I feel like a lot of things have happened in like both of our lives in the short amount of time. Mm-hmm. I needed to start writing them down because I was like, oh, we I have to catch up on this and this and this. And now I forget. So yeah. I think in between weeks, if we don't catch up in between, I'm just going to start making notes in my phone. <laughs> Here's what's happening in my life. <laughs> well, that's what I feel like we haven't done just like a catch up FaceTime call either. So it's like we need to just like schedule that too. Yeah. We've just been so busy. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I guess for everyone on the pod, like, I'm back to work, which is – Yes. Oh, my gosh. Going. Um, yeah, it's getting better every day, but it's just different. Yeah. Different. So. An adjustment period for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But how are you? How are you besides Poppy and not having your life together, your new mom life? Like, yeah, can up? you, like, hear her right now? She's, like, yeah. howling in there very, very mad. Very, yeah. very mad. Um, no, I'm good. I just like went through that like crazy busy phase. Like last episode, I'm pretty sure I said I was stressed. Um, now the carpet's installed. And can I tell you, like it actually looks like a house. I'm like, whoa. Yay. We have a house here. So very excited about that. Um, I've got another trip to New York coming up. So I'm pumped for that. I've actually extended it a day. So I get to just like have some fun. Nice. It will be fun. Um, Have you found dog sitters for that? Uh, no. No. Okay. I'm going to. I had like a friend volunteer and I'm like, do I want to have a friend or do I want to actually just start introducing dog sitters? And I think I just should just move to the dog sitter route. Um, but I'm not sure because the dad also offered, but I don't, Why don't I haven't you do decided, like, but I have to figure it out. Could you do like a mix where you have like the dog sitter come during the day and like walk them? Like you have like a walker, but you have a friend who maybe like fancy's more comfortable with overnight or something see and that's almost my thought too but i'm not i'm not sure i have to figure it out like pretty quick here because i have this new york trip and then i also have a wedding um oh yeah that's right that's in like two weeks three weeks Mm -hmm. yeah oh my goodness yeah you're a little jet setter look at you uh I know. I feel like I'm like, this is the busiest time of my life. Like, I feel like my schedule's not usually like this, but like right now, it's just like while managing a house. So I'm like contractor, mm-hmm. designer, painter. I'm a YouTuber attempting to be. I like took two weeks off, you know, and then I have like all this other stuff that's like piling on top. And then I decided to be a new, new dog mom, mom again. Um, and it's oh. like all good and like exciting things, but it is a lot all at once. Like, I feel like I'm the busiest now that I've been in a very, very long time. Yeah, you forgot podcaster too. So. Oh my gosh, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Award-winning podcaster. Come on. Award <laughs> In the future, manifesting that obviously. Atticus delivers us an award. <laughs> Best sleepy time lullaby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are also okay, wait, wait, wait. I have to tell you this. Those are dad's glasses because after they were at the lake, they spent the night here so Chris and I yeah. could go on a date for the first time in like three months. Mm-hmm. Also phenomenal. It was great. Um, but Atticus 
called into bed with our stepmom because she went to bed early and dad stayed up like, you know, just watching TV like you normally does. Plus, we weren't back yet. And then yeah. when dad went to bed, Atticus wouldn't move. So dad slept in here by himself <laughs> because Atticus oh, wouldn't get out Oh, my gosh. The things grandparents will do for their grandkids. What? <laughs> right. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Dad is such a little sucker for Atticus. Like, Oh, I yeah. guess we'll wake him up at 5 a.m. and he's like, we got to go potty. And I'm like, no, he doesn't. No. No. Mm-mm. Only for you. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Atticus, what a sweet boy. Oh, my gosh. So I got to meet um, Atticus's cousin, uh, mm-hmm. Birch, mm-hmm. which is our brother's second dog that they adopted this year. He is the sweetest, most calm little puppy in the world. Like, like you would have zero idea that he's like seven months at this point. He he could be like four, you know, like he's so chill. We were joking the whole time that he's going to be a part of the big kids club and Carbon isn't going to make it. <gasps> no. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I was instantly thinking the same thing that he's going to get in- inducted first. Mm-hmm. But he really likes to play with Poppy, so that might be his downfall. Yes. Well, okay, so here's the thing. Poppy is a jerk of a player. So you know how Fancy goes after Atticus's back legs? Yes. Poppy does the exact same thing. Karma. To the point where poor Birch, like, he's missing, like, fur spots on the back of his – because she just goes after his legs. Like, she will not leave him alone. I'm like, this poor dog, like, you're, you're just fighting like a bre- – but the problem is, is, like, Carbon put her in her place so, so she knew, like, not to go after Carbon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where Birch hasn't. So I'm like, you just need to put her in her place and she'll learn. But he just, like, hasn't checked her yet to – He's just not alpha. He's yeah. got, like, Carbon as a big sister and he's like, she's alpha of the pack. I'm Data mm-hmm. and that's that's that. Yeah. Dang. Well, she better get out of that habit or Atticus is going to be like old wise man of the crew come Thanksgiving. Like, oh, don't mess with me. Do not. Mm-mm. I want a nap and that's it. Leave mm-hmm. me alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Thanksgiving will be a hoot. I'm excited. I'm excited too. It's going to be like beautiful chaos. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Anyway, oh, the topic man. of this podcast episode. Um. So this came about because of me. Um, I was in a situation where someone literally just like saw right through me and called me out and was like, what are you afraid of? And I was like, whoa, valid question. Um, Because it was like one of those situations where I was like holding myself back from vulnerability, from like opening up. And I was like, okay, this is like something that I've noticed in myself that I want to work on. And that's like kind of the way my personal development journey has gone is like I realize I've like made improvements in one area and then I'm like, oh, wait, but I'm avoiding this. And mm-hmm. how can I make improvements this way? So I ended up going to Target and I found this book, Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. And I had never read anything from her before. I've heard a lot about her, but I haven't read anything. Um, and I started reading it and I just like read through – it was like 80 pages in one day. Like mm-hmm. it was such a good read and I was like, I think this would be an interesting – conversation to talk just about like vulnerability and Patricia's actually read the book too yeah I've read three of Brene Brown's books I really like her reading because she's oh. a mix of like a researcher and a storyteller yes and it's a really good combination I think it's hard to find a self-development writer that does both really well yeah we'll see and that's why when I first picked up the book at Target I was like am I gonna like this because when books are too researchy like I've read another one that was about like um 
chatter. I think it's actually called chatter, um, but it's just like in, in your mind, you know, like mm-hmm. endless conversation, like where your brain kind of wanders type thing. But it was too much of like the scientific research that I it didn't hold my attention. So I was really worried with this one that it was going to be like, here's the facts and here's some stats. And I wasn't sure how I was going to like it. So you were in a situation where somebody called you out and then you were mm-hmm. like, I must go to Target and buy a book about this? <laughs> Well, so funny enough, I had like 10 pages left in my book. So I was like the next one. I actually – I went upstairs and I looked to see like what I had next to read and nothing was really jumping out at me. And I was like, you know what? This is something that's like top of mind. So why don't I find a book that can relate to this? Okay. Okay. Yes. I mean it's a great book. So – That's what – I'm not done with it yet. So, like, no spoilers. Not that, like, it's not really crazy spoilers, but. Yeah, I don't have, like, specific details that I remember, like, story, you know, that I'm going to spoil. Yes. Like that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so anyways, how would you like to open this conversation? What do you want to talk about in terms of vulnerability and Brene Brown? Well, there's, I mean, so many different, like, ways to take this. I read the book when... I was starting to be responsible for leading people and, like, mentoring others. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is about, like, vulnerability causing connection. And so yes. that that's kind of how the, the book has really helped me in my work life a lot is just I think as a woman I was always trying to, like, be – strong because you never want to come off as like weak which can you're like overcompensating sometimes and it I think like no matter what there can be a terrible word that instead of like a leader you can be called bossy or like whatever that is for women but as soon as I read this book it was it really was like you know like tell people you've gone through do those things and it's it's really helped me connect with people a lot and it's tough conversations And then it's also just finding the balance between I do like a little bit of like separation of like church and state of like my work and home life, Mm -hmm. but you can't totally keep them separate because you need to connect with people in that way that you're making things personal too. So I I don't know. I've learned a lot from it and I can like dive into all of that more, but that's kind of like my experience of taking a step back from reading that book and, and thinking about vulnerability and where it's helped me. Yeah. So just out of curiosity, because you do a little bit of like mentoring in a sense, mm-hmm. would you, would you call it mentoring? Right. Um, or like coaching even it's like okay. I'm paired with individuals who are, um, you know, rising below me. And so we, I help them set their goals every year. We talk about their performance mm-hmm. If they're struggling with something, if they want specific opportunities, that sort of thing. And I try to meet with those individuals every month and talk about that and and even just open it up. Like I even make notes about where they are in their life. Like are they engaged? So like how's wedding planning going? Or, you know, the last time we talked, they were going to Hawaii in between. How was that trip? That sort of stuff. And I'm – I typically like to have my – the individuals I work with also not – like solely working with just me. I know some people like those relationships where they like have that kind of coach also directly the person they're working with, but I like a little bit mm-hmm. of that separation of difference of perspective 
too. But yeah. yeah. So I am responsible for kind of just helping others in that way. Yeah. Okay. So I'm curious because something that she mentions like frequently in the book, at least to the point that I'm at right now, is basically like vulnerability leads to vulnerability. Like I want to see vulnerability in you first compared to like, I don't want to show my vulnerability first. So like as a leader, I'm curious in those situations, do you share like your vulnerability to like let them open up or like, like, do you think about that? Yes, I do. I think I typically share my vulnerability first um, because it it opens up that window and sometimes it's not received and mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, just not what they needed, right? Like, but yeah. it breaks down a barrier of – and it like humanizes you at work instead of just saying, oh, mm-hmm. this is just a person. You know, you become a human to them. Even if they don't reciprocate that, if you're telling them a story – and it's really vulnerable for you and they don't reciprocate, they're still walking away with that moment where you let your guard down or you let your walls down to them. And I think over time, it definitely helps and you start to see that. You don't have to come into every meeting and be like, this is the vulnerable story I'm going to share. But in those yeah. moments when they need to open up to you, you've now built the foundation for them to be comfortable. Exactly. But I also think I have recognized I've had relationships in the mentor capacity or coach capacity that I have been vulnerable and it just never, like I didn't click with that person. I was not what they needed as a coach, as an advisor, as a mentor and like have mm-hmm. have, have raised my hand at like, you know, year end when we're talking about advisees and, just, and I'd be like, well, I just don't think if, is anybody else willing to take on this person? I don't think there's anything wrong with them. I just don't think I'm what they need. And I think yeah. that's helped too. And that's vulnerable for me because that's part of my job I love to do. I love seeing mm-hmm. the growth of other people. I think a rising tide raises all ships. And so I love that. But And so sometimes for me to take a step back and say, it's not clicking. And I don't do that if it doesn't click in like two months. Like I give it at least a year, sometimes two. Um, yeah to do that. So that's a a vulnerable thing too, to just say like, Hey, it's, you know, is there somebody else better for you out there? Not saying I failed Mm -hmm. you, but there's probably somebody you just might connect with more. And that's with like anything, you know, like you're not going to be best friends with everyone. You're not going to be the right mentor coach for everyone. Like everyone is so different. I had a question for you, and it has left my brain. You got mommy Dang. mind. Dang it. You know, she's quiet right now, though. I'm like, where are you? I'm like, maybe you're she asleep there. <laughs> you need a monitor. I That's literally what I just thought. I was like, I should really should have set up a camera because I left her in there with her toys, too. This is a total tangent to the good conversation we are just having. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Um. Okay, 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 okay. So in, I believe it was the last episode we talked about, like, yes, most definitely. Um, When you're in an upset mood, whatever, Mm -hmm. walking out, needing space. Are you the type of person where you don't want to, I feel like this is just like a female thing. Like you don't want to seem emotional. You don't want to seem like something has got to you. So you have to remove yourself from the situation or have you like gone up to, uh, let's say like a someone above you and being like, hey, I'm really upset about this. Like do you show vulnerability in that way or how 
Because I just feel like like your corporate world is so different than my world. So I'm like curious how this like shows up for you in the workplace. I am not good at showing vulnerability upwards. Really? I'm way better at it downward. But upwards, I just – I show vulnerability in some ways. But it takes me a lot longer to open up. And I think there's been people that have been vulnerable with me and I'll like they're okay with that. But I think I'm not like I will take time to process things maybe before then going to them. Like like you said, like yeah. not in that moment will I go knock on their office door and be like, let's talk about this. Um Yeah. I it, I, I never really thought about that. But I'm curious, like, why is that? You know, like, are they, are they like, intimidating in a sense? No. Oh, my gosh. Do you want to, like, impress them in a sense? Or, like, I'm curious, I, like, if you know any reasoning. I don't know. I, I mean, as I kind of process this live and think about it with you, right? <laughs> They're not intimidating. I think I've surrounded myself at work with people who I know I can 100% go to and I feel really confident and comfortable around. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's I want to impress them, but I I want to feel like I have my shit together, you know? Mm, yeah. It's like even if like I just need a day to process this, an hour to process it, three weeks to process it, I'm not ready. Like I will come to you when I have my shit together. And I think – Yeah. I truly think – I think I'm young for my age and progression of my career right a lot of like accounting programs require masters which can be an extra year or two that sort of thing so I do think I'm like a little younger for my career track and so I think I'm a, mm-hmm. that is part of my like compensation like I do really don't want to come off as immature and so therefore oh. I I maybe take that step longer to process and make sure I'm articulating things the right way instead of acting emotionally I want to like not react to it I want yeah. to like respond to it which is just like a good thing in life in general because typically when you react that's when you're just acting off of pure emotion and there's really not a lot of like logic based thinking there like mm-hmm. in most scenarios it is beneficial for you to like back off for a second think about it and then approach someone and I would say especially in the workspace yeah it's probably advised yeah I mean I've had more situations where I have <laughs> cried with a somebody I'm like mentoring um you know in those vulnerable moments I've only had I'm gonna say like one and a half times I've cried like upwards and I'm mm-hmm. not saying crying makes you like that's the only way to be vulnerable yes no but and I called a half time because it was like one lone tear that fell another time <laughs> Um, but I just, yeah, I think I really try to make sure like I have my, um, I personally have my emotions in check before I'm opening up that way. Yeah. Okay. So can I ask you a very personal question? Mm -hmm. When you went through your miscarriage Mm -hmm. and you had to ask for time off work or you just said like, I'm taking a week off. Mm -hmm. How did that go? Cause that was definitely a state of like vulnerability. I 
emailed HR with just the top four people I work with and said, I'm, I'm out for a medical reason. Here's my doctor's note. Oh, okay. So it was very shelled vulnerability. And then... Well, okay. okay. And that was also a very fresh wound. So oh, reasonably yeah. so. Yeah. And I mean, it was... It was kind of weird timing too because we were actually like away for a long weekend. And so I'd taken like the Thursday, Friday off the week before. And then Mm -hmm. I think it was like Monday morning had to send an email and say like – I texted a couple people I work with on Sunday night because that's when I like knew what was happening and said, I don't think I'm going to make it in tomorrow. I'll let you know. Mm -hmm. And then it was like really happening. So Monday I sent like the email like I'm out for the entire week. Um, Yeah. But it it was also like I hadn't told anybody at work I was pregnant, but it was yeah. not until a month and a half. Hold on, let me do the math. <laughs> Two months later, and I was actually pregnant and didn't know it, that I was in a meeting and it was my phone. I did not realize I had like what was going to be like our anatomy scan where you like could find out the gender, all of that stuff in my phone, still a doctor appointment. And then I got to that day and I was like, why is my calendar blocked for two hours? And I like opened it up and I was like, hmm. So I was like super emotional, right? Yeah. And then I had a meeting later that day with a partner who was just like, I felt like just looked at me in my soul and was like, oh, that's the worst. Are you, are you okay today? And I was like, there was four other people on, two other partners. Like, and I was just like, yeah, I'm all right. Whatever. And then like continued the rest of the meeting And then Mm -hmm. at the end of the meeting, I was just like, hey, can you hang on for a minute? And she was like, yeah, totally. Everybody else dropped off. And I was like, I'm sorry. I was not okay doing this in front of everybody else, but I'm not okay today. And I don't want you to think like that was just normal for me. But like, and I just started like bawling and she was just like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) But I guess it's kind of like you said though, like somebody looks into your, like you feel like, Mm-hmm. you're just going along and somebody looks into your soul and like, are you okay? And you're just like, uh-oh, shoot. Like, mm. yeah. Yeah, so that was the first person I told. And I literally had been working with that person for three months. Like yeah. one of the, the shortest relationships I'd had of those individuals on the phone, but it was the only other female on the phone. So I think that helped. But I was mm-hmm. just kind of like, I can't not tell you what's going on right now just so like you know but yeah anyway yeah so yeah. that I I and that was still two months later I mean that wound was like still fresh obviously but yeah um I, I hadn't told anybody else what the medical reason I was out of work before that mm-hmm. yeah I mean, that was, like, brave of you to actually have her stay back and, like, tell her instead of just being, like, I'm going to shut down. I just knew I, – I mean, I knew I wasn't myself that day. And then when somebody yeah. just, like, kind of calls you out on it, I just – I felt like I owed her the true – like, I really appreciated her just, like, checking on me in the beginning of that call. But I wasn't comfortable enough to be, like, no, yeah. I'm not okay. Let's all reschedule. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to let her know, like – Thank you, one, for checking in on me, and two, mm-hmm. I lied. <laughs> I, I lied. I lied. <laughs> yeah. Which, like, reasonably so. Like, yeah. I would have done probably the same thing if I was in your situation, your shoes. Yeah. 
Yeah. You actually brought up another point earlier that I wanted to touch on of um, it like finally came back to me of you being a mentor and it like shows that you're like actually a human being instead of just like a person. Mm-hmm. I feel like growing up, some people do. I don't think I ever did. Maybe I did when I was like a kid, but like some people look at their parents like they're superheroes and like they yes. don't make any mistakes or like yes. they look up to like their bosses like, oh my gosh, I, they need to respect me and all this stuff. And like I think one of the things with like vulnerability is just like seeing each other all as equals, like seeing each other all as human beings. Like your parents mm-hmm. are not perfect, okay? They made some mistakes and it's fine. Like literally they had to figure it out. Patricia's 29 with first babe figuring it out. Oh, yeah. I am over here with this puppy figuring it out. Not even comparable. I mean, you might not get a lot of sleep tonight. We'll see. Let's hope. She's been, like, pretty good at their house um, sleeping. I just got to find, like, a good spot for her that's quiet. I'm almost debating if I put her crate upstairs. We're just going to keep looking, looping back to Poppy, okay? This is yeah. just – It's all about her. It's all about her. Poppy loop but, here. No, I 100% agree, and I think that's one thing – you know, Chris and I have always talked about like this conscious like parenting, like are we on the same page? Like when we mess up, I don't want to just like sweep it on the rug. Like I want mm-hmm. to show them like, look, mom made a mistake today and I own up to it and it, it may affect their feelings. Like here are my, like I want to be able to like talk that through. So then when they make mistakes, it's not polarizing. It's like yes. it happens and we, we keep moving forward because life happens. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I think we can be so afraid, like the fear of failing and making a mistake that we never actually do something. Yes. And that's, oh my gosh. That's yes. the most crippling thing is because it's so cliche to say you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. But mm-hmm. if we're so afraid of failure, we will never, ever move forward. And so that's what the one thing I do love about like swimming and sports. I mean, we got participation ribbons. They were like rainbow colored and really pretty. But you have to like <laughs> – you have to fail. You have to not win the race. You have to have – like there was a moment in time where like you were faster than me and I was like, oh, wait. Like I practice. You have to actually try. Like those things had to like <laughs> click for me to yeah. know like, okay, you're not putting yourself out there to actually fail. You're just going mm-hmm. through the motions. Yeah. Something else. I'm going to loop back and then we can jump to this. I feel like you covered so many things there. You were just like a rambling. It was all great. It was amazing. Um, No, I follow someone on Instagram whose parents had a divorce just like randomly out of nowhere and she didn't see it coming. She had absolutely no idea because she never saw her parents fought. She always thought that they were Uh a great couple. Good team. Never saw them fight ever. And then I follow someone else on Instagram that says like, no, we specifically fight in front of our kids because we want to show them that like disagreements are normal, that we are like – and we resolve them, but -hmm. also that we're not like this like perfect couple because obviously do not take advice from someone that doesn't have what you want. I don't have what you want. I'm not married. But (laughs) I think that's such an interesting thought for your kids to one, like show them what a healthy relationship is. Like you're going to disagree. You're going to mm-hmm. argue. And even when you're like arguing with your kid, it's like how do you fight fair? You've mentioned before like you don't believe in like fight hard, love harder. Is mm-hmm. that what you said? Mm-hmm. Um, it's like – I don't know. I, you for sure lead by example with your kids. And if you're going to go into it with a mindset, Patricia, of like, oh, I made this mistake. I'm going to talk to my kid about like, hey – Whatever. Like, and it could just be as simple as, like, you had a bad day and you snapped snapped at them too quick. Yeah. Instead of, like, never going back to it. You know, like, 
kids are sponges. They're going to take like all of your actions and like everything you do and shape themselves according to it. But I think like humans are sponges, not even just kids, right? Like you saw these two different instances on Instagram, right? And you're instantly taking that in. Like a hundred percent agree. I think if you fight in a, or disagree in a healthy way, it is good to do that in front of uh, not just kids, like other people. I don't know that Chris and I ever disagree in front of you. We don't disagree a lot, Mm -mm. but like, but I, you know, if we have different opinions, we'll talk those out in front of you. We're not just like, oh, that's what you say. So I believe it too, a hundred percent along those lines too. I don't even like, this is not totally relevant, but I think maybe it's relevant, but to have some sort of like financial vulnerability, I never want to give my kids the stress of finances, but I want Mm -hmm. them to see like life isn't free. Yes. Like it's cliche to say money doesn't go on trees, but like you will have a budget or you will have chores. Like I don't know what that's Mm going to look like for us, but we're not just going to the movies every Friday night and like mom's wallet is like a never ending stream of cash. Like that's just not going to happen. So uh, there's different ways to show vulnerability, even to other people. There was a book I was reading. I forget. I'm going to have to like go back and like dig it up. But it was Mm -hmm. talking about how like women specifically are never talking about finances with each other. So I'm going to use that as like vulnerability of just being open about financial situations. And therefore they're less likely to like, invest that money or like use it in other ways that get them further where like our male counterparts Mm -hmm. are more likely to talk about investments and different funds and those sort of things so it's like they're more likely to have their money grow faster for them and it's like what why are we doing that to ourselves why are we so intimidated by the idea of having money together that we can't all grow together Mm -hmm. literally this past weekend i was just talking to our sister-in-law about this and i really wish she listened to the podcast because she would be like so amped up right now because i actually (laughs) talked about having her on the podcast and i'm like different topics like what would you want to discuss um but she is like very actively looking into angel investing Mm -hmm. and there's not a lot of information out there about angel investing and especially on youtube there are not a lot of women talking about investing talking about stocks, talking about like these other opportunities and just like finances in general. And she's like, they're very much so like the fire lifestyle, if you know what fire is. Um, and But they are so incredibly smart with their money and like the money moves that they've made, how many properties they own, like they're doing a great, great job. And she's like, I would love to share my knowledge and what I've learned. And she actually like just did a presentation. This is far too much that she could talk to you about Patricia if she wanted to tell you um but she's like so incredibly passionate about it and I'm like you like if you want to create content around this do it because Mm -hmm. I don't think there's enough women in the space talking about especially those like angel investing I didn't even know what that was until a few years ago and I was actually just pitched my first business to angel invest in a year ago I believe I didn't actually move forward with it um but it's just like it's an interesting concept Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we definitely should do a financial podcast with her then like it, mm-hmm. it because we all also come from like you, me and her come from different areas of what our student loans look like, like what kind of degrees mm-hmm. we have, what jobs we took and how long those things took for us. So that mm-hmm. would be really good to break down one day. That was my thought too. And she's like so knowledgeable in that mis- 
space as well as like what we were talking about is like she made a ton of mistakes along the way. So it's not like she was like perfect from the beginning of like here's how I've saved all my money. You know, like she's made a lot of mistakes getting to where she's at. And even now she's like in her young 30s and -hmm. is just like – Crushing it. Absolutely crushing it. We need more females like that on this podcast, man. I wouldn't even call them mistakes. Like she just took a different path, right? Yeah. Like fire is not for everybody. Fire. And for anyone who's wondering because we're going to get an Instagram comment about this, financial independence, retire early. Fire. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just think that was one thing that there was like my first job. They always said like grow in your own way. So it's like everybody's career path looks different. Everybody's financial independence path looks different. It's not like mm-hmm. right or wrong, but you learn from the things you do, even if they were right or wrong. Mm-hmm. And then you share those and you become vulnerable. Ah, full circle moment. Good job, Georgia. That was be- beautifully said, beautifully spoken. So Thank you. I had to get us like back on track. I feel like we were like, le- like we've had so many like left turns about Poppy and then we were doing like highway exit, like incorrect. <laughs> hey, you know what? It made sense. I was actually going to like loop back. Um, with like me f- sharing my finances online and stuff, mm-hmm. it, I'm shocked because like when I first started sharing, I thought I was going to have a lot of people being like, oh, you're bragging. And I think it's because like whenever I watch a video that's like, here's how much money I made, everyone puts a disclaimer, I'm not bragging, whatever. So like I thought I was going to get those comments. I can honestly say I've never seen a comment that says like you're bragging in terms of those videos. But I've had like far more people be like, oh my gosh, this is so informative. This is so motivating. It's so like mm-hmm. – and it, it, I think it's so freaking helpful to see how I've scaled my income and like how it can be done. And for me, like it's it's very vulnerable for me to share how much money I'm making. Like that, that's like really putting my life out there on the line. Like it just – financial situations like I feel like a lot of people don't dive that deep but like the response that I've gotten from people I'm like oh this is worth it even if it just helps one person scale their income or even if it helps someone else talk about finances with their friends their family yeah yeah no well I mean let's turn the tables on you then if you're cool with that Mm -hmm. you I feel like you have leaned into your vulnerability a lot for your career if we can Mm -hmm. start there how have you seen that be helpful and I'm going to give you a two-part question did you struggle with that like was it hard was it easy was it natural to cry in front of a camera shockingly it was so natural for me but I think I think it's because I, I I was always crying to a camera you know, I was never actually crying to a person. Mm-hmm. So for me, it felt so different because I was like, I'm not like unloading all of these emotions, these thoughts and these feelings onto a real person. It was just like a camera. Like now I know that there's like actually people watching and consuming this content. But, oh, excuse me. In the beginning, it was just, I think I was really good at documenting my journey, but also I saw the need for something real. And actually a podcast I did like so incredibly long ago, they asked me like how I was vulnerable and comfortable being vulnerable. And like at the end of the day, like no one can relate to perfect. Mm-hmm. And that's like all it is. And like the girl that was actually asking me questions, she was hosting the podcast. She was like, 
oh my gosh, like I never thought of that. Like I always put on so much makeup to cover up my acne scars. And I'm like, do you realize how many people can relate to those acne scars? Like there's a reason why I didn't just totally stop my content when my face was exploding in little red dots. Like I know there are other people out there that also experience this, but this is just like real life. And like if I try to cover this up and if I try to act perfect, that's just like it's not relatable. And we don't need more of those like – I feel like Instagram has gotten so much better. It's not as crazy like face-tuned and like this like perfect image. Um, But like I I don't know. I just think it's more related. And that's the content that I like to see on Instagram Mm -hmm. and on all platforms. Yeah, and I think striving for that perfection and having that like unrealistic goal just turns into like a rat race. Like it's never enough. Yes. And then you're just – Yeah. It's one thing after another. Like there's always going to be more that you can strive to. So, no, I love that. Like you can't relate to perfect. That's good. You can't. But – and so you feel like that's given you more success potentially? I think – I don't know if it's led to more success. I think it's definitely led to more connection with people. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, so let's like loop back to my fun old ex here um, and the whole like cheating situation. When that happened, I told him like I was going to give him space, let him distance himself. And then like eventually I would come out and say that he cheated. So like it took me like several months to like finally um, talk about that. But like once I did, like the amount of people that ended up reaching out being like, oh my gosh, like I was in the same situation. I know what you're going through. Or I like have felt what you felt like that connection is huge. And honestly, like my engagement rate on stuff is absolutely insane with the amount of comments and DMs and stuff I get. And I think it's because of the way that I talk to my audience. Mm -hmm. Like I I really just talk to them like we're friends. Like I, I go on my Instagram stories. I'm not trying to impress literally anyone at all. I go on there looking like this, looking like a hot freaking mess. Like I'm just not trying to impress anyone because like I just don't, I think I just kind of like don't see the point in it in a sense. Well, yeah. If you're trying to impress somebody and you're like putting yourself in makeup and all of these other things, you're not showing up authentically yourself and you're letting mm-hmm. these people into your life so much. So like then you'd lose yeah. who you are and that's not the goal of this. It's not the goal of your brand. Yes. And it's okay. Like I don't want to like bash people that wear makeup because no. like obviously like I put on makeup and like my stuff too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think – like growing up, you know, like you and I didn't wear makeup. Like mom didn't wear a lot of makeup. It wasn't until college unless it was like prom or homecoming. Mm-hmm. We didn't wear any makeup. So it's like now I, I went through a phase where I was like, oh, well, if I want to be an influencer, I have to wear makeup. And I would do my makeup for every single video. And it like finally clicked for me that I was like, girl, you are just not that chick. Like for one, mm-hmm. you're not that great at makeup and it's fine. <laughs> but for two, it's just like not who you are. And like, I don't know, not everyone is going out grocery shopping in a full face of makeup. Like, I think it's relatable for people that look like us right now. Yeah, this is real life. And I think for me, I I really hold like a deep grudge against those parts of social media that make life so unrealistic. Yeah. And it's like, I only like to follow the people that like it's 
it's real life. Like personally, I don't yes. follow any of the Kardashians on my Instagram feed. Do oh I gosh, look? I follow all of them. <laughs> Do I look them up to like know what's going on sometimes? <laughs> sure, but like, like I still need to know the name of Kylie's baby. But the fact that she hasn't shared, I it has been how long? Yeah, thank you. Like she has me checking, but for me, like for me to now honestly continuously consume that content, like I don't. I know myself, like I will be influenced by that. That's the goal. Mm-hmm. And like that's yes. it truly works. And so I don't surround myself with that because it's just it's not real to me, right? Like it's just not everyday life. I do love yeah. the way things I feel like are going back to that more natural state though. I agree. For me, like I don't know. I love to follow people that like I actually feel like I'm their friend and I like know them. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like here's like this one version of me that I want to show. Like they show the good days, they show the bad days, like they show everything. And that's something that I always think about as a creator is I want to show almost all sides of me. Like, of course, I keep some things private, but I don't just want to have like that toxic positivity. Like, yes, I'm a very positive person, but I like also want to share, hey, I have some crappy days. Like the other day, I just like felt very attacked and it like put me back into a triggered state and I just went on my Instagram stories and cried and then I left the Instagram story saying hey I'm gonna go call Patricia now <laughs> and then I complained to Patricia and then it was all good <laughs> we got it over with um but I just I don't know like I just don't I, I think social media has taken shape over the years and I'm glad that it's continuing to transform because for so long it was just this picture perfect staged photos it was not very authentic. Mm-hmm. And then people like craved authenticity. And I feel like it's actually moving in a better direction. I think there's still progress that needs to be made. Like Instagram said so long ago, they were going to remove likes and they haven't. Like I think people are still putting importance on like those kinds of things and even like body image and stuff. You know, like some people follow people that have totally different, totally different builds and they're like, ah, oh, but I want that build. And like, your body can't do that. Like, I Mm -hmm. think there's still ways that like social media is extremely, extremely unhealthy. Yeah. And it's not even like I want that build. It's like now I want those jeans and then you get them and you're like, why Mm. do these not look like this on me? What is wrong? (laughs) Because you've been influenced to buy the jeans. (laughs) Influencing. That's why I don't understand when people get so mad at the word influencer. I'm like, literally what you're doing, you're influencing people's lives. And that can be a really good thing. I'm just like, I I will never understand the conversation around why being an influencer is like a bad thing. Like some people don't want to be called that. That's a total tangent. No, but I think it's because like it was given the stigma of like not a real job when you can like make a lot of money being an influencer. And like, I think like a lot of the products I buy online right now are like things I've seen other people use because it's like the way of not having to comb through customer reviews. Now you have to make sure you're following somebody like you trust to not just take any brand deal. But like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's just. And that's, I mean, I do the same thing too with a ton of the stuff I buy is based off of YouTube videos or someone shared it on Instagram or something like I 100%. Yeah. I mean, we just talked about us not wearing makeup, but I literally just bought new like mascara and stuff because of what I've seen on Instagram. Like, did, did you try that new brand that you wanted to try? Well, you have to order it online. So I did order it and it's like clean okay. beauty because I've been having like eczema flare ups around my eyes. Oh. And I think like with going back to work, I'm just putting like mascara and stuff on. 
Yeah. And it like has made it so much worse. So I needed something that just wasn't from the aisles of Target. Yeah. So, we'll see. TBD. Okay. Well, can I ask you a question with you going back to work? I know you mm-hmm. were a little concerned. We're not calling it work-life balance. We are calling it compromise. Mm-hmm. How have you been doing with that? And like, have you been able to be like vulnerable at work being like, hey, no, I absolutely need to stop at this time. Like, how is that actually going this first week? Um, well, I did tell everybody the first day back that I cried and they were like, how you doing? I was like, oh, I cried leaving my house this morning. Um, so I guess I was vulnerable there. I'm just like, yep, I'm going to tell you right now, yep. like rough start. Um, but I also think everybody was like ease into this, whatnot. I did have a standing meeting that like pre babe, um, was at like five o'clock or five thirty, like every Wednesday. And I've already said like, we have to move this. I- I'm just not giving up every single Wednesday that way because I'm it and that's a meeting that normally runs over so like I would have had maybe 45 minutes with him every single night before Mm -hmm. it was like bedtime and I also need to eat and like things like that so yes um so that's already been moved so I feel like that was really well received but I'm also it, it was a holiday week and it's still fresh. Like, check on me in, like, two months, and I feel like mm-hmm. I will be fully in the swing of things and probably feel it less, less great, potentially. But we'll see. Okay. We'll check back in. Yeah. But I had a question for you. Oh. So we've both talked about vulnerability from a professional standpoint. Yes. What about in your personal life? Like, have you okay. had a moment of, like, vulnerability that you felt was unreciprocated or reciprocated that's like helped you further a friendship or a relationship? I think so. Let's talk about like relationships for a sense. Um, so obviously like I stopped dating apps last year. Mm-hmm. Um, told myself I wasn't dating this year. And I don't know. I One of the reasons I stopped dating is because – I I realized I had so much to work on. Mm-hmm. I wasn't fully being vulnerable. I really wasn't fully ready for a relationship. So it's like I had all these blocks up. I had all these walls up. And I think even if I found someone then, I don't – like like if I found like the right person hypothetically then, like I don't think it really would have worked because I was so incredibly shut off because I was just acting from a traumatic, triggered state of like, oh, well, are you going to cheat on me? Like, are you a liar? Like, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So I think in terms of the dating world, like, that's that's one of the reasons why I wanted to take a break is because, like, I needed to, like, actually work on these things so then I could go into the dating world, like, open and honest. You could be vulnerable with somebody instead of just being yes. like, nope, not letting you in there. Nope, that door's closed too. Like, Yeah, because that doesn't create a healthy relationship by mm-hmm. any means. And it's like like it says in the book, like vulnerability creates more vulnerability. And if I'm just totally shut off, I'm not allowing them the other person to open up because like it's it's it it like attracts each other, you know? Mm-hmm. Me yeah. with my hand movements over here. Yeah. <laughs> attracts each other. <laughs> Whatever that was. <laughs> I really have no idea what I was going with there. It was like magnets, but like not at all. I don't know. Okay, so you feel like you're in a you're taking the year off dating so you can be vulnerable with somebody. Like you're working through that to be better in the future. Yes. Yeah. 
that was like really my plan. Plus, like also, I think I put too much of an importance on like dating and like I would get so caught up and like, oh, this person likes me when it's like, yeah, but like, do I even like them? Mm-hmm. You know, like it almost, I almost went into it with like the wrong intentions last year where I just felt like I needed like a full reset. And that's why like I wanted to like date myself and I wanted to focus on myself and like pour more so into myself instead of continuing to pour into others. I mean, that's like what this year is about for me is like being selfish and like pouring into myself. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think too though, an example for me of like a vulnerability actually in both of our lives. And we talked about the the positivity circle we had one year um, camping, right? That was coming off of like a very interesting family meeting, right? Mm-hmm. But it was also our sister-in-law's first time meeting you and I, <laughs> right? Um, meeting like the whole family. Well, the whole family. But I'm going to make it about us because that's what I do. Okay. <laughs> um, and I would believe potentially some other individuals or family members in our lives would say you and I are a little intimidating. And Okay, okay, hold, hold please, hold please, okay. Intimidating in the sense that Patricia and I are extremely close. Yes. So when we're together, we are together. And it's like both of us. So I understand it's kind of like almost like a pack mentality where it's like you're entering the pack when it's the two of us. That's yes. what intimidating means. Proceed. Yeah, we just – we gravitate towards each other, like, significantly. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And so we were having a week where we were going to be camping, the six of us, so, like, three couples. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that the positivity circle at the end of the week was a really, like, vulnerable moment for all of us, right? Mm-hmm. That, like, showed, you know, we're human and, like, letting other people in our family in, too, as well. And I think – not that you have to, like, have this kumbaya positivity circle with, like, your family or your brother or sister's, like, significant other. But I do think that throughout that week, like, in those moments of, like, the positivity circle or every night, we would have a campfire. And I think our mm-hmm. sister-in-law, again, was, like, super open to us and, like, oh being gosh, vulnerable. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. Now I want to ask her and be like, were we intimidating to you? Like, do you <laughs> feel like you're part of our pact? But, like – no, but we even asked her, like, right away if she was intimidated or whatever. And she, she like, flat out – here's the thing. Like, I love her so – she's just, like, so mm-hmm. level-headed but also just, like, so honest. But she, like, flat out said, like, no, I understand. Like, I'm not your sister. She was, like, I'm not trying to be your sister. sister. So she's, like, the dynamic is going to be different. And, like, her going into it with that complete understanding made yeah. it, like, the – the best it could have been, you know, because like she hasn't been there since like my birth, like we've mm-hmm. been together, you know, mm-hmm. like it's, it's different. You can't just expect to like be the third amigo in this situation. Yeah. And I think that helps us going forward too. Cause it's never like you and I are like, Oh, so overly worried about her feeling like she fits in that like we can all genuinely be ourselves together yeah. too, which yeah. helps definitely. But I think the more, if you're looking to, find new connections with someone like in your family or like break in like just sit down and have like open vulnerable conversations like even telling stories that I'm not saying like you're not proud of but it just like you know come from a deeper place like mm-hmm. that just opens up it doesn't have to be a sad story it doesn't have, it, it could be like a wild party story like something <laughs> raging <Yeah. laughs> like something that just kind of like opens you up and like you never know what they'll reciprocate it with Mm-hmm. Beautifully said. 
Thank you. Georgia, I think it is about time that we start to go to what are you grateful for? Mm, okay. Wow. So many things. I'm yeah? so many things. I'm grateful. The fire pit is like pretty much almost done and like just how yeah. good it looks. I'm just so excited for yeah. like that. I'm grateful for the date night my husband and I had over the weekend. Mm-hmm. It was so wonderful. It was so nice. It felt so good. Um, I'm grateful Atticus joined me tonight to podcast. Yeah, he did. Showed up. He showed up and showed out, honestly. Yeah. Um, And then lastly, I'm grateful I put the babe to sleep and then I came upstairs and Chris had like everything set up to podcast and even an adult little beverage for me. Just super cute. Wow. What a guy. What a guy. What a gem. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. That was like a long list. I'm just feeling really grateful today. What are you grateful for? So I feel like this is like something I just like keep bringing up. But um, so today I was driving. Let me explain the situation. Did you see my Instagram stories, Patricia? Of course I did. So I was driving. It was pitch black. I decided to leave at 3.30 this morning. It was like five o'clock in the morning. I was in between, I was sandwiched between two cars. There was a tractor trailer in front of me. The tractor trailer just swerved so hard to the left. And I was like, what the heck is going on? Like, it was not like a, oh, I'm a little bit sleepy. Oh, I accidentally, it was a hard swerve. And I was like, this isn't good. Whatever's coming. It was pitch black. I just see this black thing. And I was like, oh, it's like a paved spot in the road. Mm -mm. It is a huge chunk of tire absolute huge chunk of popped tire and I had no option. I had nowhere to go. I was sandwiched between and I was like, well, I'm hitting this thing full on going like 75 miles an hour because it was a 70 and absolutely whacked it. I like started to hear a weird noise in my car and I was like, well, this is not great because I hadn't even made it to like Waco. Like I was not far from Austin. I was like, this is just like not good at all. So I pulled over and the whole front of my car is just like destroyed. The back of the car is destroyed. But in that moment, I had like a well shoot but then I just kind of laughed about it because like at the end of the day like I was fine the Mm -hmm. girls were fine my car was still drivable and like I I just feel really grateful that like nothing worse happened in that situation because like I could have been stuck in Texas or like that thing could have flown up and like hit my windshield and like shattered the glass you know like it could have been so much worse than it was like I'm grateful for my attitude in that moment to just be able to like laugh it off being like it's it's just a car and it's it's just money to fix it and it's well it's really contacting my insurance to fix it um and then it's money to fix it but also just like grateful that we're all we're all good and that poppy's home she did sleep for a little bit there guys she was quiet for a little bit but she is now up and crying again and she does need her final dinner for the day so more training to be done here yeah. Well, I mean, I guess if that's your gratefulness, yeah, good. Yeah. Good. Well, yeah. thanks everyone for listening. Like, subscribe, yeah. follow, all the things. Check us out, the Uncomfortable Pants podcast, Instagram, and we'll see you mm-hmm. next week. Yeah. Bye, guys. Bye.